0: Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a marketing coach based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is for you, the service business owners selling your expertise and skills to help other people. And I'm here to help you make more money in your business simply through modern marketing mindset and strategies. Whether you are establishing your business and focused on getting booked out with ideal clients, just like my students inside the Modern Marketing Collective, or you're now booked out with clients and you want to help more people and make more money without working more hours through an online program just like my clients inside my scalable mastermind come say hello over on instagram at emily osmond and now let's get into the show So what's it like becoming a mum while you run a business? The true answer, it is just so different for everyone depending on the person, their baby, their business and their circumstances. So all I can do is share my own experience from preparing for maternity leave to the early days of having a newborn, oh my goodness, and what it's like now with a four-month-old. There are things that I would do differently next time, but there's also a lot of things that are working really well for us. And I've had many conversations with other parents too that have been so valuable for me. Sometimes I'm just like, how are you doing it? So I have a few things to share around that too. So without further ado, let's dive in to episode number 249, Becoming a Mum While Running a Business. So let's start off with preparing for maternity leave. Lando was due in uh, around the middle to end of September And so I wanted to give myself some space for those first couple of months while he was at home. (laughs) I just had no idea what it was going to be like. Of course, I'd never had a baby before and um, I just wanted to take any pressure off myself. Now, also, I run a membership style business and I have my amazing students who are there with me every month. And so it was really important to me that I still provided amazing value to them, while for me, I was not stressed or having to overly work. So what I did was I looked at what I was doing in the Modern Marketing Collective. As soon as I kind of knew I was pregnant, I started thinking about it and looked at how I could give the same amount of value to my students without me showing up for a couple of months of doing live calls. And so I created and ran a live challenge with them, which is about helping them make revenue in their business, the 2K challenge. And I also thought what would be really, really valuable was to have an implementation month to actually do just get projects done. I know that it can be a lot to have even ongoing calls that you might be attending on new learnings or just kind of knowing, oh my gosh, I haven't got to those learnings yet. And so I wanted to create space for them to look at what is it that's on their list that they haven't done. Maybe it's setting up email marketing series or someone else was wanting to get some website templates available for sale on their website and lots and lots of different things that were really, really good. And so giving them that month there as well. And for me, it gave me just a couple of months off Having times where I was needing to be somewhere, because I didn't know what that was going to be like with having a newborn. And like I said, I wanted to give myself a little bit of rest there. Now, having said that, I was running my mastermind program, Scalable Mastermind, and I continued to run that one with the calls while Lando arrived. So I knew that that was going to be happening. The tricky thing is, and was, was not really knowing when he was going to arrive, which of course is pretty common for us when you're expecting a baby, unless we are booked in to be induced or to have a cesarean or that type of thing. Typically like it's gonna be a little up in the air when the baby decides to come. In the end, I ended up actually knowing what my date was for a few reasons, which allowed me to get a little bit more organized ahead of time. And what I did again for my mastermind was I looked at what would still give as much value to my students without me being there, for a call. There was just two calls that I didn't do with my students. I think one, I was actually going into hospital that day and I had an amazing friend that did the call. So she was already organized to come in as a guest, basically sharing behind the scenes of her online program. And I thought, I don't need to be there interviewing her. I had my amazing assistant, Kat, do that for me. And so they were there together. My members could come on from my mastermind and hear about how she runs her online business. So I was super, super lucky to be able to have that relationship there and to know that Claire would be absolutely fired without me to host her on that call. Now, the other one that I did was I ran a peer coaching session And I know that when I had my mastermind group get together a couple of times during the mastermind, it was just really invaluable to have other people's feedback and ideas and to challenge you and and all that type of thing. And my mastermind group were really, really good at this, kind of getting to know each other and some areas that they tended to have individual challenges or self-sabotages around as we all do. And so I thought this will be really good, actually. I don't have to be there and they can coach themselves. And again, I had Kat in my business to be able to host that discussion. Too. So, I just wanted to give you some real insights into how I managed it. So, I still had a couple of calls during the couple of months where I was on maternity leave, and I'm going to talk about basically maternity leave and what that has looked like for me. But I wanted to kind of talk to you about how I prepared for it and looked ahead so that I could dial down my workload a little bit. The core activities for me. Uh, coaching and supporting my students and then also my content. So the other part is my podcast that you're listening to right now. And I wanted to keep having episodes coming out while I was taking my couple of months of reduced work time. And so I pre-recorded episodes and also I ran some replays. I just ran out of time and kind of mental capacity (laughs) when I was getting towards the pointy end of when I was expecting Lando. I didn't really have the mental capacity. I had a lot of appointments, as you do. I had a few extras with Lando and the baby and all that type of thing before before he arrived. So I just kind of ran out of time and the mental energy to think of new episodes. So I ran some replays and I just looked at what were some great episodes that were super popular on the podcast and that were ones that I had my members in so I could also feature them again. And so we ran those ones out. I had my team ready to go to publish those episodes. I'd written the show notes so they knew what had to to go with the episodes what I had to go in my emails and so the emails could keep going out weekly which is what happens in my business we have weekly emails going out to my list and then also the episode artwork could go out on my social media Okay. So that is what I did in the lead up. Now I have, like I've mentioned a few times, I have an assistant an online business manager in my business. That's Kat Dunn. She's brilliant. That just made it a lot easier for me to have that person there. So Kat manages an inbox for me, the support inbox, which is most of the incoming questions, people reaching out, admin things coming into the business. So that goes to Kat. And I knew that that would keep on happening while I was having those couple of weeks of dialed down work. So that was super, super helpful. I didn't have to think about needing to respond to emails. So what I wanted to do then, and if we look into the arrival of my baby and actually taking that time off. Initially, I just thought it's fine. Kat and I can just liaise. She can let me know if there's anything that needs to kind of be done or she needs my answers to anything that has to happen in the business. And I will keep an eye on our Facebook group with my students and I'll be happy to support them and answer their questions throughout this reduced time that I had Lando. What actually happened was we got home from hospital. I was super, super sore. I had a cesarean and really, really exhausted. But at the same time, I think I was on a bit of a high as well. So I kind of was like bursting to work and also Something that I didn't really realize, and again, this is why I say everyone is different and every baby is different, but our kid Lando slept a lot as a newborn, which they typically tend to do more so than when they get older, which is what we're we're finding now. But he kind of slept for most of the day in those early few weeks. And so I found myself having more time than I thought that I would. Now, I also was breastfeeding and still am breastfeeding and feel really, really fortunate about that, that we haven't really had any issues there. So that's something, again, that is different for everyone. But I found sitting there for a few hours every day, my brain would just keep ticking over of different ideas. And so I remember thinking in those early few weeks of having my maternity leave, of not really having anything that I needed to do in the business, but I was still having ideas. And it was almost as though before having Lando, I had so much time. I had all the time, but I don't think I was very productive because of that fact. Now, I had such limited hours available for my business. I had quite a lot of time where I was sitting there and I had that time for the brain thinking away from my devices, away from my laptop. And so I found I did have quite a lot of clarity thinking about my business and what I wanted to do and the priorities of what I wanted to do so that when I did get a little bit of time to email, chat with Kat, make decisions, think about the future, I felt like I was really decisive and just more efficient and productive at responding to things. So that was just my experience there. And I was explaining it to a friend. I was like, kind of weird now, sitting there breastfeeding. I can't actually do work. And there's not a whole lot that I have to do right now. But I find that I haven't really lost that desire to work, which was something I wasn't sure about. And also I'm finding because I have those hours kind of available just to think, that's really, really valuable and helpful. Now, what else happened? So because I had more time than I thought and because I just hadn't really rested a whole lot and not really worked that much before was that I kind of jumped back into work mode and I'm like okay let's do a little promotion here let's do a little launch I thought maybe I'd be able to do a really simple launch around a couple months after Lando arrived that was in the diary tentative and I decided to go ahead and do that And I said at the start of this episode, there were things that I would do differently next time. And I think this is something that I would do differently next time. But knowing me, I may not, I may not in the end. But actually just being like, Emily, you're allowed to not get back into work right now. You don't have to. It's okay to chill out. It's okay to not feel as though you're being productive. And I think that's the thing is naturally and also just by kind of the habit and the repetition of doing it over the last few years of thinking, okay, well, I have time. Let's use that time to be productive and to get work done is that when Lando was sleeping, which he kind of did most of the time in those first few weeks, I'm like, well, I could kind of maybe sit and watch Netflix right now or chill and read a book or take a nap. But if I'm feeling all right and kind of feel like I have a little bit of energy, I kind of want to work. And I remember messaging a friend and, and asking her, she's got a lot of children and she's got a big business. <laughs> and I messaged her and I just said, to, like, did you regret? What, like, what did you do when you had your kids? Did you? and I knew that she kind of got back into work pretty quick. And I asked her if she regretted doing so looking back because I was also conscious. I don't know. Everyone was saying to me, make sure that you rest. And I hope that you're, you know, resting and all that type of thing. But I don't know, apart from the odd kind of occasional nap here and there, I, I kind of didn't really know what else to do. And I wanted to get back into work. So that's just one thing that going into, if we're lucky enough to have another child, just being like, okay, Emily, give yourself the challenge of actually like really enjoying some downtime and like reserving your energy and building back up your energy. And I was reading a really good book actually by Lorraine Murphy, and it's called Baby, You're Remarkable. Just read this one a few days ago. And she explained in a similar way that I think she still had kind of that drive and desire to work but knowing that there's so much going on inside of us that is like healing and recovering from childbirth and pregnancy that we might not be feeling or realizing at the time and kind of giving ourselves some space to let ourselves rest a bit more. Now, something else I tried in those first couple of months when I really wanted to just take any pressure off me, we got back from hospital and I kind of quickly realized being switched on every day just to be there for my team, if they needed to contact me for anything, was meaning I was feeling a little bit stressed just kind of seeing a few things come in. And I just didn't feel like I could switch off because I would see something pop up and then my brain would be in work mode and I wanted to be super present with Lando. And so what I decided to do was try, okay, just contact me on these three days. I made it Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So contact me on those three days if there's anything you need from me and just assume I'm off the other two days. So that worked pretty well because it allowed me to almost like have less guilt on the time that I was not working because I'd made some structure around it. And I think that comes down to communication and clarity with yourself. So being clear with myself, what is it that I want here? What is it that I need here at this time with my baby, with the business, and then also communicating that to other people. Now, I also think that I was quite fortunate in the time of year that Lando arrived. It was September. And so we were going into the end of the year. And December January is typically quite quiet in my industry and with my clients. They tend to be also taking some time off too. And that was true this year. I'm recording this towards the start of January. And a lot of my clients are taking a break on holidays and that type of thing. So it kind of allowed me to do the same. And I think I was kind of lucky in that sense that I had that not long after I had Lando, that it's kind of um, a little quieter in my business anyway, before people then get real stuck back into their business towards mid to late January. So I found that quite supportive for me as well. Not so much that I have to help respond to that my team are fielding with questions and that type of thing. Now, What did our circumstance and situation look like? Again, this is going to be so different for everyone. So I was very, very fortunate, or I should say we all were in terms of our little family, was that Coden has been at home and working from home and with very flexible hours. I read the book, The First Six Weeks, which was recommended to me by a couple friend of ours, which has the partner, so I guess the non-birth partner, to be giving the baby a bath, a bottle and then putting them to bed. We found this worked really, really well for us. It allowed me to go to bed and Coden to stay up and give Lando a bath, a bottle and then put him to bed. And it just allowed me to have like an hour or so of just me without the baby, which I think is like pretty essential and pretty important if you're able to do that, just to almost just feel like you can breathe a little bit. And then I could have some sleep before Lando woke up basically all night. (laughs) He slept well during the day and not so well at night. So that worked pretty well for us. And that was for the first six to eight weeks or so. And then we were away with family for the next almost two months. So that was really amazing to have all of our family at different times during those two months around us to be there to support, to hold Lando. But also I remember one night, it was just around Christmas time, And Lando was pretty unsettled and he was crying and crying and crying. And I looked around and I thought, I have like six members of my family around me and this is still really, really hard. And I'm finding this really, really challenging. And this particular night, just the crying and Lando was super unsettled. And just thinking to myself, oh my goodness, like I can't even imagine doing this all by myself like many many people are if they are single parents or they don't have family around and so I just remember thinking this is still so hard like becoming a parent and working out your baby and figuring out what it is they need when they are unsettled if there is anything and knowing that that was hard even having family around who were all so helpful and willing to hold the baby and help and try settle him. So I just wanted to kind of say that too, in terms of it can be tough at times. And I remember people saying to us like, yeah, it's really, really hard. (laughs) And I I was like, I wonder what part is hard? Like what, what part of this is difficult? And that was one night that I found extremely just, yeah, this is tough. It's just the relentless doesn't stop. No holidays, even though you are on or whatever it is, speech marks, holidays, you're still caring for a baby and it's a massive role. That was kind of the first few weeks finding that, okay, I have more time than I thought I would. That's really interesting. And I jumped into a bit more work than perhaps I needed to and might do next time. Plus working out, having three days a week that I was contactable unless any emergencies came up and finding that pretty helpful for me and enjoying that. And also thinking, right, this is what I'm going to keep with my business moving forward because it gives me that three day work week, which is what I want ideally. So now we're about four months. Lando's just turned four months. What is going on now? I have a bit less time available now because he's not sleeping so much during the daytime anymore, which is awesome. And it's what he needs to be doing, but it's definitely just the schedule has shifted. So he's doing a few naps during the day. Sometimes they can be 20 minutes, sometimes they can be an hour or two. And we're kind of just figuring out what that needs to be at the minute. However, our first day back after a couple months away with family, And I remember saying to Coden, I was feeling pretty stressed and I'm like, how am I ever going to get any work done like ever again? And Coden reminded me that, because I said, I just don't feel like I'm getting anything done. And he reminded me that Emily, like you were raising our baby, you were caring for a child. That is a massive thing to be getting done. And it kind of was a reality check for me that I, as I think in a way society does, was writing off caring for a child being like the biggest, most amazing, most important, crucial, vital thing that we do. And so it helped me to just kind of get myself back into gear, it also, we, we knew that we hadn't really had too much of a schedule. Coden had been away working on his family farm. I'd been with my family for a week or two or about 10 days apart. Anyway, we needed to get back into a schedule together as a family. This also involved putting Lando down to fall asleep um, while he was drowsy and him not falling asleep on me and that type of thing. And I've got to say, as soon as we started taking this seriously, we need to put him down. We had one night where <laughs> Coden was holding him. I was stroking Lando's face. We were both like doing shh and we looked at each other, started laughing and we're like, yep, yeah, this, is, this is not really ideal. We need to get into a bit of a routine here and help Lando fall asleep on his own. And um, I just wanted to say, as soon as we kind of started doing that and trying, Lando like learned really quite quickly how to help himself get to sleep. And so that's been really, really great and amazing to be able to put him down and be there with him, but kind of him and us just helping him fall asleep. So moving forward, I was doing the three-day contactable type of thing this needed to change. And we looked at, okay, going getting back into work again. What does our schedule as a family look like? What are the things that are really important to all of us that we need to get done? And we actually made a spreadsheet. I love my spreadsheets as you probably know if you work with me. I just find them so helpful to get ideas organized. And so I opened up a Google sheet. I use Google, love it in my business. We mapped out like seven days a week, kind of the hours in the week. We looked at exercise for both of us. It's super important for both of us. And what we were going to try and do during the week also looked at work hours for both of us. And I I figured out, okay, if I can have, let's say two hours a day to sit down at the laptop and to actually have as focused time in my business Let's figure out how to make that work. And I'm pretty confident I can make my business work with that. So that's kind of the plan that we're taking at the minute. I'm having 12 to two a day from my work, my business, and then Wednesdays are when I have my member calls. So it just changes around to the morning time. I have a few hours in the morning for Wednesdays. We are only on the second week of this. So again, it might be next month and things have changed, but at the moment it's working really, really well. And this is, I was chatting with one of my um, friends that has a baby who's just turned one and she said that she did pretty similar in her, um, for her business and with her partner. And again, her partner was moving into self-employment. So he was at home as well. And she said, which I could totally resonate with, was that having those couple of hours a day that she knew she could have for her business and dedicate to the business, meant that on the hours outside of it, it meant that she was less kind of stressed or feeling guilty or thinking about all the things she needed to get to because she knew that she had that coming up in her day. And I found that to be true for me is that I just, even more so, and sometimes I'm, I don't, sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes I'm still like, I have things that I really want to do, but most of the time I can be with Lando And just be like loving it and very, very present and like having a great time. We're reading books, we're playing, or he's crying. It's not so fun, and I'm trying to help him not cry and figure out what he needs. But I'm able to have that time with him and then also know that I've got time that I can dedicate to my business. So at the moment, that's working well for us. Now, knowing that I would have, let's say, about 40 to 50 hours or so per month for my business was I then looked at, right, what are all the tasks in my business? Producing my podcast, doing my calls for students, um, private coaching, which is something new I'm bringing out this year, coming up with content ideas, some time to respond and, and support my team, all the different things for my business, which kind of map against the admin side of things, the actual delivery, the updates and development of my programs as well, the sales, the marketing. And breaking down the task within them, for instance, thinking of ideas for my podcast, writing out the topics, writing out the notes for me to record them, and then having time to record them, and then actually sharing them on my social media. How long is that going to take me per month? When I did this and broke it all down, it actually helped me to look at what would be doable for me in my business, what are some big projects that probably previously I would have just taken on because I think as entrepreneurs, we're very optimistic about what we can get done. And I can definitely do this. And in the past, because I was able to, I could work to um, tight deadlines and just get work done. And I work really, really well to deadlines. Typically I like to have them so that I'm forced just to get a project done and overcome my procrastination, overcome my perfectionism and get it done. However, now life and business looks different for me. And so I've gotta be a lot more mindful of what I commit to because I do have more limited hours dedicated to the business. And so looking at right, what actually as a minimum that other hours that I have, basically contact hours for my business, what is it that I want to get done in my business? How many hours per month are those things needed Needed from me and how can I make that work? What isn't going to be able to be possible? What do I have perhaps more time for than I thought I might? And just mapping all out has been really, really valuable for me. Now, I also just want to share something else that I've just experienced. I have found having a baby, I need to remind myself just to like breathe deeply. And it's something that I find myself doing a lot. So I thought it might just be helpful to share. And maybe some other people have found this too, is that I find that I always feel a little bit like I'm rushing, rushing to eat something while Coden holds Lando and then swapping so I can hold him and Coden can eat rushing to grab a bib before Lando like spews all over himself, rushing to quickly go out and do a job before Lando needs a feed and just rushing and finding I'm doing really, really shallow breathing and tensed up and kind of hunched over. And that's just been a big change for me. Something, one of my values that's really, really important is calm and feeling calm. And I have, um, I've suffered from anxiety and depression. And so being calm is, it was one of my words for the year a couple of years ago. And it's something that basically is just a really big value for me me and something that is a priority for me in what I commit to, what I do, how I live my life, it has to feel calm. And so this is just something that I'm reminding myself (laughs) is to keep like actually thinking of my breath and breathing. (sighs) Just trying not to rush so much, even though kind of feels a little frantic sometimes a lot of the time with the baby and also knowing like, okay, I've got a couple of hours here to get some work done. The things that are important to me, the things that I want to do. It's just been a new experience for me. And I'm just kind of figuring that one out too. And looking at right myself just to Relax, just to breathe, just to, it's all okay. So that's a bit of an update on where things are at now. And it is my intention, depending on if it's something that you enjoy hearing and it's of value to you, is to continue to share what it looks like in another couple of months. For instance, when Lando turns six months old and the whole schedule is probably gonna be totally different then. Something else is that I'm breastfeeding. And again, I said at this, towards the start of this episode that I've been, I just feel super fortunate that I've been able to do that. I know that's not the case for everyone and some people don't want to, and that's cool too. But that's definitely something that has come into this as well as every few hours I'm feeding Lando. So kind of working around that. I have some events coming up. I'm speaking in Sydney for two days. Lando will be about five and a half months old and hopefully I'll still be breastfeeding then. But it's my gonna be my first big commitment in terms of time away from Lando and so already now I'm thinking of okay I'm gonna to have to ask the event organizers who are absolutely beautiful and so understanding about okay I'm gonna to have to have the chat about maybe a private room so I can do some pumping because that's gonna be a new a new thing I'm gonna to have to do there so there's there's just learning and new things and making it all work and it's messy and it's fun and amazing and It's just a whole new adventure. So that's where I'm at right now. Like I said, things will continue to change. Everyone's experience is so different. And that was just a little snippet of what mine has been like so far. I will be back with episode number two for the new year, episode 250, and we're gonna be looking at three ways to increase your revenue in 2023. I'll see you for that episode. All right, let's chat soon. Keep the learning going and join my free online masterclass, the three reasons that your followers are not converting to clients and understand the number one issue that's stopping you from booking more clients now. Go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free and choose a time that suits you this week. If you are not booked out with ideal clients, then join the Modern Marketing Collective and start making more money from your skills and expertise. Go to emilyosmond.com forward slash collective. And if you're booked out with clients and you want to help more people and make more money without working more hours, through having an online program, then join the waitlist to apply for the next round of my scalable mastermind. Go to emilyosmond.com forward slash scalable and get your name on the waitlist. For now, remember connection over perfection. You have got this, you incredible entrepreneur, and we'll speak soon.